Welcome listeners to the Love Your Story podcast. Today's episode is a part of a series where I'm going into more detail on each of the challenges in my book, Life, which stands for Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day, the 21 Life Connection Challenges. Today is all about challenge number 19, which is to meditate, wanting to remind you that every day we create connection, chaos, possibility, drama, conversation, expectations, money, homes, peace, or we don't. Our power lies in our ability to direct our life story with every choice and every thought. Well, today's life hack discussion is about our own choice to create peace. Stay tuned for my interview with master meditator, Andrea Carver, who trained with Deepak Chopra from the Chopra Center for Wellbeing. We'll talk about why and how and get some suggestions from this professional. She's even going to lead us in a meditation at the end of the episode. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Andrea, thank you so much for being here to share your knowledge of meditation. Thank you. It's such a popular topic, even mainstream these days. So many of the high producers in the world swear by it. And the mind coaches, they know it's the path to peace and health. But we so often resist slowing down or we don't completely understand what we're doing. And that's why I brought you in, because you know this inside and out. You do this all the time. So can we start off the conversation with why we should meditate? What do we get out of it? Yeah. So let me tell you that, first of all, our body's always going in fight or flight or freeze all the time. We're just on this high level, this high pace. And over a period of time, it does a lot of damage to the body. And multitasking does a lot of damage to the brain. It helps create, not create, but attributes to Alzheimer's. So people think they're doing really good by multitasking, but they're really not. They're doing more damage to the brain. The more you can stay in present time with every single thing you do, with every conversation you have, you're staying present in that conversation. With every task you're doing, you're staying present in that task. Then you will preserve your brain longer. I didn't know that. That's interesting. We have a false perception that the more we do, the more equipped we are. We have a badge of honor that we can get all this done and we can multitask, but it's really more damaging to the brain. So one of the things we get out of it then is health. It's healthy for the brain, right? And, And also the stress can cause increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, increased breathing, increased stress hormone releases of cortisol levels. You sweat more, you have a weakened immune system, and you even have clotting of blood platelets. And it ages you. It's premature aging to be to carry that much stress with you all the time. It does a lot of damage to the body, to the cells, to the tissues. And people come in and, and the doctors, he said, 
they, they thought they had cancer. They thought they had these horrible things because of all the symptoms that were going on with their body and having heart attacks, but really they were stress related. All of them were stress related. And he said, when he taught the people how to meditate, all of these symptoms went away. So it really causes havoc to every cell and tissue and organ in the body. But when you learn to meditate, the, med the body shifts into a state of restful awareness, which decreases the heart rate, normalizes the blood pressure, quiets the breathing, reduces stress hormones. We re be able to get more dopamine, more serotonin, more GABA. It reduces the sweating, it strengthens our immune system, and it creates um, longevity. And so it really can make you look more youthful too, which people don't realize has many, many, many benefits of that. So a buildup of stress inhibit, inhibits the free flow of energy and information throughout our system. The more stress you accumulate, the less efficient your mind and body become. Therefore, just the opposite takes place when you meditate. You clear out space in your head to think and to receive revelation, to receive inspiration, to receive guidance by just being still. And so in the stillness, we find ourselves, we find our higher selves, we find God, we find out what our higher self is telling us, our spirit in the stillness. And people think they don't have time, but really, how do you not do that? Because to me, the benefits of clearing your head out you have more energy and people don't realize that I meditate in the morning before I go to work and I meditate when I'm finished at six o'clock at night and I get recharged. I have a whole new level of energy when I go home because my brain just got refreshed. It got recharged and it cleared out space for me to have more because it, it's all depleted by the time I'm ready to go home. And so I get a second wind when I meditate and when I meditate in the morning with a little bit of sleep, it energizes me because my head, I just created more space for my head and more health for my organs and my tissues and my cells. And it's like, thank you. My body's going, thank you. My mind is saying, thank you. This is what I've been wanting you to do. Just slow down and regenerate, you know, give me a chance to regenerate and revitalize. So when the feedback that I have gotten with the people who do the challenge that are maybe trying meditation for, you know, that they're, they're not naturally practicing, but they're, you know, they're either trying it for the first time or, you know, they haven't done it for a while is that they can't get their mind to slow down. So they're, they're sitting there, they're breathing, they are trying to, you know, go through the actions, but their mind is still going ping pong, ping pong, ping pong all over the place. And so they don't feel like by the time they're done with the meditation that they've actually meditated or rested because of that. So my question to you would be, what can people expect when they're just learning how to meditate? You know, do you see this as being normal? Because I Absolutely. certainly do. Absolutely. And Deepak said, it's just like training a muscle in your brain. Hmm. You, you allow your brain to go all over the place. You allow it, but you have to retrain it to be still. And so he just says, when your brain fades out and you, you go to something else, as you focus on your breath and your brain fades out, don't judge it. Just come back to the breath. Just it goes out again, come back to the breath. 
And so maybe three or four times it does that, but maybe you get one time where you were just really focusing on your breath. And he did a study where he connected the electrodes all to this girl's head and he did it for the whole week. And he showed her everything that she was, um, what her mind was doing and the restful state of awareness and all of this. And then she, his whole philosophy is do your RPMs, rise, pee and meditate. Like you don't look at your phone, you don't, um, you don't do anything, but just get up, go to the bathroom and meditate before your brain has a chance to get focused on something else. And so she did this, but she went to get the timer on her phone and she saw a message from a friend and she looked at it before she meditated. And it was mean. It was really mean. And she could, she kept trying to meditate, but she kept focusing on this mean text that she read. But it showed in the research of her doing it all week that even though she had two or three times where she could come back and focus on the breath, just for seconds, like 30 seconds that she just focused on her breath, that did more for her brain then it didn't do any damage that she was doing that, but just those little brief insights where she could really focus on the breath was so healing to her mind, almost in comparison to being able to do it perfect the other times. And so I think just starting out, trying to retrain your muscle in your brain to just say, you don't get to go off anytime you want and bringing it back to the breath and not judging it when it does or being frustrated yourself with it when it does, but just saying, it's okay. Now come back to the breath. Now come back. I to think the that non-judgment is huge because if we feel like we're doing it wrong, we won't want to keep doing yes, it. Yes, There is no wrong way. If you just get those few seconds of just nothing but focusing on the inhale and the exhale and it, and a lot of people breathe wrong. It, his, I did, I didn't even know I was breathing wrong, but he said, when you inhale, you expand your diaphragm and you can put your hands on your diaphragm and feel you like your fingertips go wide apart when they expand. And then when you inhale, you bring them in and it contracts and your fingertips get closer together. But I was doing it wrong. So the inhale, they expand and the exhale, they contract. And you focus on just even that, trying to get your fingers to spread apart on the exhale with the diaphragm and bring them in. And you're just focusing on that breath. Just those few moments of that energize the mind and get it to be still. And then over a period of time, you find yourself, wow, I didn't hardly get distracted today. Oh my gosh, you know, I only, my mind only wandered three times today instead of 800. And so <laughs> it just is a, it just is like complimenting yourself when you recognize that, wow, I did relax a little. And, and just those short little victories of focusing on your breath is fine. He has 21 day free meditations with him and Oprah for people who have a hard time just being still in silence. And it's a great way to introduce yourself to meditation and gives you a, a intent for each day. So that may be a way to start out. And so then he, you're talking about Deepak, right? Deepak and Oprah. It's Deepak and Oprah 21 day meditations and they're free. Yes, I've, I've used them. Yeah, they're amazing. So and I have then, a question for you though. Sure. Why meditate first thing in the morning after you've been sleeping and your mind is already rested? Why, why meditate then? Because think of me getting out of bed and meditating and still being still and calm and relaxed versus rushing out of bed 
inhaling my food as fast as I can, hurrying and doing my hair, just rush, 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 rush. I mean, I take with me this calmness, this stillness, this grounding, I'm grounded and people can feel that. And my kids, you know, having six small kids and my husband out of town all the time could feel when I didn't react. I didn't react. I responded because I grounded myself first in the morning, which allowed me to respond instead of react. And they could tell the days I meditated and the days I didn't. How long do you meditate for? A half hour every day. Deepak had us do it for two hours. <laughs> well, and I am trained in transcendental meditation and that's 20 minutes twice a day. And I find that my most helpful one is the one that I do in the late afternoon. And you know, what's fascinating to me is when I do that one, almost always the slowdown, like oftentimes I think that I don't have time to do this. I, you know, either right. that, or I'm so exhausted by that point. I'm like, I just have to, I've got to sit down and do this meditation. But the thing that happens is that if there is something that's been floating around in my universe, in my head, or on a list of things to do, but it got shoved back somewhere, it got lost in the hustle, that when I sit down to do that meditation before I'm done, all of the things that needed to have kind of bubbled up to the surface. Like I'll remember things or I will think, oh yeah, that was supposed to happen. But until I get quiet and sit there quietly for a while... Um, it doesn't come back. Like it's stuff that would have gotten lost if I hadn't have gotten quiet. Exactly. And he says, because I have put a notebook on the side and wanted to write my stuff that came to my mind. And he said, don't do that. It, you got to train your brain that it will be there. And it brought it forth for you to remember and you will remember after. So he just said, that's a no-no. And a no-no is to meditate in bed, lying down because it energizes you. And so I kept, I took his course, you know, and I was meditating in bed, doing this procedure in bed, but I could never go to sleep and I couldn't figure out why. And he said, you don't ever meditate lying in bed, you know? So, you know, certain ones you can do then, and he'll do certain ones in bed, but the ones that energize you, you should be doing sitting up with real intent and purpose. So for people who are just starting, what do you suggest for them to have a successful experience? Five minutes just five minutes of quieting your brain and focusing on your breath and, and setting an intent for today. You know, like today, I'm just going to see the good in people today. I'm just going to focus on what I am doing right versus what I'm not doing right today. I'm going to live in gratitude, set an intent and then breathe and just slow your breathing down. Just really slow breaths. And I like to just on the inhale, say be, and on the exhale, say still. And just even do that and, and focus on, be still and focus on your expanding your diaphragm and contracting it and just do that. And maybe do two minutes of that, create an intent and do two minutes. Then the next day you'll do three minutes and just do a little bit at a time and not judging yourself when your mind wanders and just bringing it back and just training your brain, just little baby steps, little daily victories, instead of trying to do a half hour all at one time you know, just two to three minutes, then go to five minutes and just increase it. Thank you. What types of meditation do you suggest? You know, there's, there's guided meditations. There's the ones with just the music in the background. There's the ones with just the nature sounds. There's the ones with the mantras, you know, what, what do you suggest? Well, according to Deepak, what he said is at the beginning, you find anything that resonates with you, that works for you, that makes you feel calm and you can do like, oh, I really enjoyed 
his 21 day meditation, I'm going to do that. Or I really enjoy this music. It really it calms me down. But the ultimate goal at the end is to be able to meditate in silence without any stimulus, no music, no anything. No, you, you create this all in your mind. And he goes through five questions to ask yourself every day. And even if you just do those five questions and take the first answer that comes to your head, you know, those are things that he's saying that's your ultimate goal at the end is to be able to do it in silence with no stimulation. But at the beginning, he just says, do whatever it takes for you to take time to be by yourself. Do you train people in meditation? Absolutely. And I do a lot of retreats in St. George and up in Park City and all over that we were doing right now, planning one for Seattle in the woods. And we take them out in the Red Rocks, Seattle, and we meditate on the Red Rocks in Seattle. And we meditate in the vortexes in um, St. George. And I mean, the Red Rocks in St. George, not Seattle. But yeah, we do it outside. We do meditation and yoga retreats. How wonderful. So if people wanted to get information about that from you um, and wanted to train more in meditation, where would they find you? On andreawellness.com on my website, it explains, it has two meditation CDs on there and it also has um, the retreats. Okay. And I want to thank you for providing this next meditative session. So for people who are just getting started, you can use this one and Andrew's going to show us her work. Thank you for this. Sure. Sit comfortably or lie comfortably and just relax. Just take some slow, deep breaths. Inhale real slowly in through your nose. And exhale real slowly out through your mouth. Inhale six to eight counts in through your nose. And exhale real slowly six to eight counts out through your mouth. Inhale and allow your rib cage to expand. And exhale and allow your rib cage to concave and retract. Think of a challenge or an obstacle you're having right now. On the inhale, in your mind, say, I can and I will overcome this challenge. And on the exhale, release and let go of I can't. Repeat that two or three more times. Inhale real slowly, I can and I will. Release and let go of I can't. Mm -hmm. 
Now I want you to inhale real slowly in through your nose and put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and hold your breath and hold it there as long as you can until you can't hold your breath anymore. Then exhale and release the tongue at the same time. And repeat again. Inhale real slowly in through your nose. Hold the tongue on the roof of your mouth as long as you can. Release the tongue and exhale. And repeat two more times. Now see if there's anywhere in your body that feels tight where you store or hang on to emotion and cause stress in that area of your body, whether it's your neck and your shoulders, or maybe it's your legs, or maybe it's an arm, or maybe it's a tummy ache or a headache. Locate that place in your body where you store blocked emotions and tension. Tighten that part of your body as tight as you can or focus on that and just gathering up all the emotions that are in there. And relax that muscle and let it go and exhale. Now I want you to imagine inhaling light, the pure light and love of God. And then as you exhale, allow that light to penetrate into that area of your body where you hold stress and tension or fear and anxiety. And just allow that light and love of God to relax that muscle, to relax that area and to bring peace in that area with that light. another deep breath bring in the light of God the love of God locate the area in your body where you're hanging on to fear or resentment or anger and just allow that light to melt and release and let go of that emotion that pinned up emotion that's stored, that's blocking energy from flowing in that part of your body. It's weakening your immune system. One more time, find any area in your body that still is hanging on to resentment or anger or unmet expectations or frustration. Inhale the pure love of God and the light of Christ. Hold it. Now exhale and just allow that light to funnel through your body and find that area 
and just let it dissipate that tension in your body or in your head or in your stomach. Just let it go with God's love and light. Now you have more space in your body to receive. Hold the palms of your hands open facing up to receive. Gratitude is the highest frequency in the body. Over love, it's higher than love. When we stay in a place of gratitude, it's hard to be angry or resentful. Look around you and come up with three things that you're grateful for. It can be as simple as the air that you breathe. It can be as simple as a body and a heart and lungs that work and operate without any effort. Just on a subconscious level, everything is working in harmony together for you. It could be eyes that can see the blue skies, incredible sunsets, ears that can hear birds chirping and just a nice cool breeze. See all the things that sometimes we get too busy and we don't recognize these small and simple pleasures that we have in life that are abundantly all around us. Now think of three things that you're grateful for about yourself. Three character traits that you like about yourself. Or three things that you do right. See if you can find one tender mercy from God today. One thing that just wasn't a coincidence. One gift you felt from God today. Look through the eyes of your soul. Be grateful for just being you. Be grateful for being yourself. 
Be grateful that you are enough just the way you are. Just be enough just the way you are. Have compassion for yourself and understanding and validate yourself. Allow yourself to get your worth and your value from within yourself. No need to look outside for it. It's all within you. There are many things you are doing right. Focus on what you are doing right what you have accomplished and just stay present. You always have control in present time. When you go to the future with your thoughts on the what ifs, causes anxiety when you go to the past with your thoughts on the coulda shoulda wouldas and regrets it can cause depression because you lose control you have no power in the past or the future but you do in present time just stay present and find peace and harmony in present time. When you find yourself going to the future or to the past, come back to present moment, inhale and say be, and exhale and say still. Inhale, be, and exhale, still. And just be still and focus on present awareness. Focus on tapping into that field of limitless possibilities, of pure potentiality, and hooking into that light of Christ, of God, and tap into that endless source of abundance and potential. I say I am enough, I am loved, I am worthy. I am enough, I am loved, I am worthy. I am enough. I am loved. I am worthy. I am trusting and allowing 
that it's all perfect just the way it is. Now inhale and let that light fill your whole body with hope and trust and faith in yourself and in God. If you haven't started the 21 challenges for yourself, do it now. Get your own copy of the book. You can get it off Amazon or on my website, loveyourstorypodcast.com. You're looking for the book, Life, Living Intentional and Fearless Every Day. And start a group. That's my suggestion. Get a group of friends together or a group at work and use our group platform that's going to create a ton of connection and self-care and possibility through doing these challenges together. We're having so much success with that group that we want to pull your group in and help you make that happen. This show is brought to you by the 21 Challenges group platform. If you are a leader of a group, any type of group, book club, network marketing, employee group, a youth group, a friend group, and you're in need of a fun, fresh, positive way to connect during this disconnected time, we've got an online program that'll create fun, stretching connection and engagement with your team. Your team will get a fully immersive platform for the 21 challenges and weekly coaching with Lori Lee as we spend three weeks creating awesome possibility. Loveyourstorypodcast.com and look for the group link. Thanks for being here. We'll see you in two weeks for more life hacks.